0: So, from bureaucracy's basement to your ears, this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Tonight, we're talking about North Central and with Councillor Joel Murray, plus innovative revenue tools, a city council wrap-up at and so much more. This meeting is now in session.
1: Hello. Wait. Who, who who are you? There's, there's usually a, another guy sitting there.
0: Oh, um, I I'm Shauna with uh, White
1: Pony Lodge. Oh, we've had you down here before. You're a, you're an improvement factor.
0: Yeah, I thought I'd come sit in again and um, just kind of see what's going on. And since I hear Joel is here, might as well, you know, come check it out.
1: Awesome, <laughs> that's great of you. Thanks a lot. Because the other guy isn't. Isn't here?
0: Yeah, where is that? um Aiden is.
1: I don't know. Maybe why don't you take attendance? Because that's what usually happens now. Uh, and if somebody doesn't take attendance, I can't really get into the mood.
0: I don't know where he keeps his book, so just give me one minute here. Okay. All right. Oh, he's his hor his handwriting's horrible.
1: I know. Yeah, it's true.
0: All right. Um. Anyway, so hmm. Uh, Paul, Paul Duchesne are you
1: here? Paul. Oh wait. That that's me.
0: Oh, that is you. Yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. Normally normally uh I, I was waiting for you to like get it all screwed up and like you know, have like a big long, elaborate backstory for the for the mixed up <laughs> name that you had and then go, Oh, I screwed up the spelling oh, and I'm then sorry. rearrange the letters, and then you'd go, Oh, it's Paul. I was gosh.
0: I guess his his handwriting isn't that bad after all then. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he used to be a pharmacist, too. <laughs> oh, <I see>.
0: yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's see who else he has here. Um. So, Sherry, do I have a Sherry McKay here? Here, here, I'm here.
2: Thank <laughs> you, <Hey>,
1: Sherry. <laughs> I, uh,
0: I didn't know you were going to be here, too, Sherry. Welcome.
2: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, coming in on your coattails as usual. Shona.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, it's Sherry McKay?
2: It is Sherry McKay. You're
1: not from White Pony Lodge, too, are you?
2: I am from White Pony Lodge. I'm a proud pony. <laughs> that's
1: awesome. <laughs>
0: She's
2: my little pony. <laughs> yeah?
1: So you guys are going to guest host with me tonight?
2: We are, I, I hear. Oh,
1: that's awesome. I because
2: I, Actually, I I thought this was a Weight Watchers meeting. I I might be in the wrong... Am I in the wrong room?
1: <laughs> well, you know, they don't let us out for a long time, and there's nothing to eat down here, so you might lose some weight.
2: <laughs> okay. I'll yeah. do the interview, then. <laughs>
1: okay. Awesome. Well, with three of us here, we almost have quorum, oh, though, wow. which is pretty exciting.
2: Yeah,
0: that is exciting.
1: Yeah. So, something, uh, what are we
0: going to be, are we going to be like, passing something or, you know, voting well, on how something? Well, how about we
1: see what happens?
0: All right. Sounds good.
1: Awesome. Okay. We also have somebody else down here with us, and it looks like a counselor, Joel Murray from Morris. Present. 6. Hey, Joel. Here. You're also an improvement vector. I am. That's I great. to <laughs> have you back. Um, Uh, Just for people who don't know who you are, uh, your Madman wiki entry says that uh, you're an American actor and you appear as the uh, Sterling Cooper Advertising Agency copywriter Freddie Rumson. And uh, your character has had a 19-episode gap between your appearances in six months' leave and uh, Christmas comes but once a year.
3: See, the 80s were a little bit blurry for me. (laughs) I don't remember them too well, but that sounds right.
1: Yeah, but then according to the City of Regina website, it totally contradicts this and says that you're the Ward 6 Councillor and you're on the Board of Police Commissioners Executive Committee uh, and a few other things downtown. I do recollect that one. Okay. Yeah. That sounds more like <laughs> <Yeah>. you. Okay, <laughs> excellent. Right. Okay, so we, um, according to the agenda here, you're supposed to be here to talk about North Central because apparently... Um, you probably, all of you probably remember that in 2007, uh, McLean's magazine ran a piece written by Jonathan Gatehouse that declared North Central Canada's worst neighborhood. And uh, they just recently, uh, Gatehouse wrote a follow-up called Ten Years Later, We Ask Again, What's Wrong in Regina? And I wanted to read just the intro to that article because I think it's, um, it's pretty well written. It goes, Take a deep breath, Regina. This might sting a little. Ten years ago, I wrote a mean story about you, and I'm not the least bit sorry. The piece was on North Central, a 153-block area on the edge of downtown that stood separate in almost every possible way from the rest of the city. Largely Indigenous, impoverished, plagued by drugs and crime, with many of its 10,000 residents marginalized and their problems ignored. We called it Canada's worst neighborhood. It was a nasty label, but entirely justified. So that was from the... Uh, 10 years later update that uh, Gatehouse just recently put in the uh, McLean's. Uh, He talked a lot about what uh, the fallout from that article in 2007, uh, how it was reviled here in town, and there was a lot of pushback from the uh, former mayor, uh, Pat Fiacco. Mm -hmm. And um, this article itself, he... um, He cites, you know, that some good stuff came out of that article or has come since that article, like uh, low-income housing funds from the federal government, uh, an urban reserve in North Central, the Mama waywatan Centre, there was $41 million for that, two new schools. Um, But the numbers he cites about now are also pretty grim. He talks about how this, that North Central still has... Uh, the highest crime rate in the city. Ten out of the city's seventeen murders over the last two years happened in North Central. Uh, there's still crime, uh, still drug use. Uh, five major gangs, two biker clubs, are active in North Central, according to him. Um, yeah. So uh, Mayor Fougere has also come out and said that he was, you know, unhappy with this article as well because the uh, Gatehouse didn't actually come here and check out the city. He just, you know, Googled some numbers, but the numbers that he Googled were pretty shocking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wanted you know I was kind of hoping everybody here could talk a bit about North Central and what's happened over the ten years and where where the neighborhood is now and where it's going. Mm-hmm. So anyways, Councillor Murray is the councillor for the for North Central.
3: Sure. Explain yourself. So um so one of the things I think Mayor Fougere called it he called it a drive by I believe was his term. Um so what I wanted to bring tonight. Um, was something that I received, actually, from the uh, North Central Family Center. The kids there, have a they have a GED program there. And the reason I want to say it is just for you guys to listen to it. So they created their what they call the five-year vision for mm-hmm. North Central. Um, so I'm going to read it really quick. And then I want to get your thoughts on it, and then I'll tell you a little story about it, too. So um, our vision for North Central in five years. I have a two-bedroom home for my family that we can afford and have money left over so that we can buy nutritious food and necessities like clothing, medicine, and transportation. We have a decent landlord that properly maintains our home and there is better process put in place to hold landlords accountable. In five years from now, I can be outside in North Central and not be afraid of gangs and having them approach me or my family. I don't have to see street workers or worry about my kids getting hit by the cruising cars or abducted. My community looks better the streetlights work, the potholes are fixed, and the city trees are looked after. The community is clean. There is no garbage laying around or needles or harmful things. There continues to be good schools, churches, and community centers. My children and grandchildren have lots of safe recreation opportunities. In five years, I want to feel safe in my community and be proud to live in North Central. So that was that that's was what really they nice. said.
0: Yeah, that's really nice. And these came from the... the The um, youth themselves or the young, the kids themselves? Yeah, the kids themselves said
3: this. Wow. So what I did is uh, when council first got elected this time, they took us on a retreat and they basically, what it was to do was to take everything that we campaigned on and heard when we were campaigning and reaffirm a vision for the city and to also look at the OCP, so the um, official community plan, and see how everything that we heard campaigning fits into that. Mm -hmm. So outside of the OCP, what it all outlines, this is something that I printed off and I've put on my desk at City Hall. So over the next four years, every decision that I make, I'm going to reference this and say, mm-hmm. is this reaching this goal? So <clears throat> so I, when, when, when the other counselors heard this at the retreat, it was really, really interesting because everyone got really quiet when I read this. And they said, you know, everything in there already exists in our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Right, and that was that was what was outlining, and and even the part in there, you know, I have a good landlord. Yeah, it's not, you know, home ownership is very important, obviously, but it's not. That's not the most important part in here. It's that you have a good landlord, and that, Mm -hmm. you know, what I mean. And so, so the expectations aren't high, Mm -hmm. right? So that's that's what really stuck out to me.
0: Yeah, and and that's really how it is living down in North Central too. Is that you know we we want the basics, and we want the fair living environment that every other community has already right and it's you know and for me you know living down there and returning to live down there because I just moved back myself back in um, not of it would have been November 2015 so I've been there for uh, over a year now and um To be honest, even myself, like moving back down there, I was somewhat hesitant, right? And um, I was worried for my daughter. I was worried, you know, and I had this huge elaborate plan that I was going to move out of Regina altogether because of the violence and because of all of, you know, the the issues and and whatnot and... Um, and I was going to leave because, you know, I had a lot, a lot of other friends who left and who moved on and who wanted and who are doing great and living in other cities. But, you know, the more that I was down there, the more that I was reminded, like, this is where I grew up. This is me. And, yeah. um, you know, and I instead of running from the problem, I want to try help. Um, you know, fight that and 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 be a part of that and 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 breaking down some of those those um, barriers that are there, right? And um, um, and and so you know, just those basic things that you read off. You know, it, it kind of makes me emotional to hear that. You know, because to know that a lot of our our young, a, a lot of young kids are wanting these basic basic. Um, things you know, it, it just it just pulls at my heartstrings, and it makes me want to go out there and, and and keep doing what I'm doing so much more. Yeah,
2: what I liked about what you read is um, is that it is from a young person's um, standpoint. Uh, I actually live in the south, um, so my kids do have most or if not all of everything that is on that list of what they want in in a neighborhood and for safety for their family. Um, how I said I like it being from a young person's stance of what, what would make their um, community feel safe to them is that it's the young people that I work with at one of my jobs. And to we had a young person walk with us in White Pony recently. And uh, even though he was strong enough to come out and walk, he felt the need to block out his face. Um, because he didn't want other people in north central that were gang associated or that knew of him to recognize him out doing this good thing that was actually was really brave of him to to come and do with us um, but what the conversation I had after that night is what I don't like is that these young people have to live in fear in in mm-hmm. their own neighborhood in their own communities and those basics a lot of times aren't met uh, for that particular young man his his uh, parental figure is a drug addict and he's living on a dirty foamy on the floor so as nice as it is to have those pictures of what we want in a community right in front of us and to have that list there to look to and go okay is what i'm doing going to help this what are we actually going to do mm-hmm. to help these kids and these families in this neighborhood
1: Yeah. yeah, And I think that's a good question for you, Councillor Murray, like, how do we get from these aspirations? Because we had these same aspirations 10 years ago when this article came out. And I do think something like Mama Wewiton Center is going to be um I hope transformative but you still have like issues in North Central like there's no real great place to go grocery shopping there's no Mm -hmm. um you still have a lot of rundown housing and a lot of like cruddy landlords like how can you as a counselor like what it can and the council in general what are you guys going to bring over the next four years to sort this out
3: well one of the areas that I do see a lot of progress in is housing first initiatives Mm -hmm. and you know you're finally seeing this proven model, really, across Western Canada being implemented here. So through the Mayor's Housing Commission, you know, you hear these stories of people who have, you know, in the span of a year, say, 100 interactions with with the RPS. Mm -hmm. And once you stabilize that individual and get them into a house, you start to address these basic needs, and now this person has, you know, five interactions with the RPS in the span of a year. So it's looking at these more holistic um, aspects where you really do, you really need tri-level government involvement, because Mm -hmm. to to tackle all these issues with the revenue from property tax alone is very, very difficult. But if we can, what we're seeing right now with the federal government bringing in a lot more funding for these social issues, it's, it's a lot more helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, we've got, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with what, what we really want to do is ideally get a gang exit strategy again. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. something that, you know, I've talked to Stan from straight up in Saskatoon. Yeah. Chief Bray and I went up and, uh, Listen to him. Basically, listen to him talk for about three hours, and you've met him, Shauna. So yes, yeah,
0: he's awesome. Yeah, very, very nice guy.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and what really stuck out to me that that he talked about was <coughs> the human involvement in a gang exit strategy. It's not about an anti-gang strategy. Really, the police aren't really that involved in it. Mm-hmm. It's it's more so this multifaceted life coaching, mm-hmm. essentially, because mm-hmm. uh, you, you know you have a person who's, you know, Shauna, you can speak to this probably better than than anyone. Is about the challenges of gang life and being essentially trapped, Mm -hmm. and that you it's very difficult to get out of. Yeah, for sure. Um, So it does, it requires this life coaching, really broad social work side of things to finally get people out and also protect them at Mm -hmm. the same time, too, right? Mm So
0: and uh, like for myself I think what it was was th- it was the mentality of it like after leaving the gang and this is what I say you know all the time is like even though you have left the gang the mentality part is still there so I was still behaving in in ways that you know a, a gang member would behave years after I wasn't even a and involved at that time so it, it was like you know there i could have used some supports but at that time there was no supports there for me so i had to kind of really find and and, and make my way
2: again right and and yeah so on yeah. on that note um i and another uh board member of white pony lodge sat sat in on a big uh gang symposium here in the city Um, Recently, uh, to discuss uh, what we can do to address this issue. Um, And there were some major players there within the social services field, within the public school district. Um, And after two hours in brainstorming, what came out of that was we need to have a volunteer basketball or sport night run completely and totally by volunteers in North Central, and that this was going to help. Um, these kids have somewhere to go and not be pulled into the gang lifes And I I personally feel recreation is a great thing. Um, but what I'm struggling with is hearing um, there's no funding. There's no funding. Like, what can we do for free? There's no funding. Well, we've been running White Pony Lodge since March and, uh, occasionally we have had big numbers. It's been nice. We've, we've had, and I'm, I'm very, very thankful to all the volunteers that have come out for us over time. But, um, some weekends we have had three to five people on a Friday night. And so, to say, well, the only thing we can come out of with all these big brains and big players within the field of of the people that can actually make these decisions to help these kids is another volunteer program that needs to be completely volunteer run. And that's what all the heads put together come out with. So when do we, as people that are sitting here going, we're giving everything of our, our, ourself, our time, especially Shauna sitting there every day, in and out, getting very little sleep, going to work, and then coming home and putting full focus into White Pony. We are able people. We are women that want to heal the young people. We are women that want to reach out within our community and are. So when are these different organizations, not just White Pony, going to stop... Having to grapple over the same few scraps of grants mm-hmm. that someone's going to actually say, "Look, this these people are here. They're they're wanting to help. They're wanting to have a gang intervention strategy put into place. We're wanting to grow white pony and help the city and help North Central heal." So when are we going to stop hearing from government officials? Um, and I'm sorry, Councillor, I don't That's I don't okay. want to step no, on toes it's, it's here totally and put okay. you completely on the spot. But when are we going to stop hearing that we have to do everything volunteer and there's no hope and there's no funding but we can put in a um, roundabout around the city or a bypass now that's up to i think 1.4 billion dollars and we can build a brand new stadium when we could have just fixed the one that was already there and continue to tell us people that want to help and make a difference um, and save lives and turn north central around and make it just as good as the rest of regina that there is little to no funding when are we going to stop hearing
1: that yeah well, um i sorry i just no got to interrupt okay. because every 15 minutes we have to say this is uh cjtr 91.3 <laughs> with community radio <laughs> getting a little heated there <laughs> anyway thank you no, you're great. listening to the queen city improvement bureau uh and we have uh shauna uchu and uh sherry mckay mm-hmm. and uh councillor joel murray from north six we're talking about north central um i want to carry on from what you were saying um uh councillor murray uh, one of the stats that uh, Gatehouse points out, uh, he contrasts the about hundred million dollars that have gone into uh, North Central in the last ten years. He contrasts that with the uh, with the over two hundred million that's going to be going in to build a new stadium, and he com- compares and contrasts, and it's not a good contrast. No. That two hundred over two hundred million is going into a single recreation facility that is primarily going to be used by elite athletes in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, uh, not this budget, which is coming up in a, about a week and a half, uh, last budget, the city found uh, about a $1 million, $1.1 $1. $1 million surplus, uh, just that it hadn't been spent from the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, councillor Fraser, uh, who's no longer a councillor, uh, attempted to get that money directed towards community programs like the ones that uh, Sherry was talking about. Uh, that money, however, was used to go towards a mill rate. Uh, to decrease the mill rate increase by 1% roughly. Um, what are we going to see with this budget? Like the, as, as Sherry pointed out, the social services and community services are always fighting for scraps and they have a very small pie for a lot of organizations. Um, and I don't think that pie is growing, but like, I think it's growing by like about a percent this year? Yeah. 0.6, something like that. What are we going to be seeing for community services?
3: Well, one of the things, one of the biggest challenges, I think, is that really is we have lots of different organizations in the city that, you know, for instance, White Point Lodge, yeah. that work really well at what they do. I think what we really need to look at is get everyone together and say, okay, well, here's, here's what we need. We absolutely need this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. And then discover a way, okay, well, let's take... Again, so say it's the you know you, you draw it to the the stadium, which again that's still a controversial topic. But um, look at it and say, okay, well, you can really grab people on either side of this political fence, from socially liberal to fiscally conservative, when you show them these programs like housing first initiatives and light like gang exit strategies. That w- w- sorry, what I'm kind tr- of trying to get at is we're talking about mill rate before, so you have different areas that say that want to lower mill rate, and if you can explain to them, well we can actually save a lot more money if we look at these progressive programs like the ones that you know have been proven in other cities you you save a lot more money in the long run mm-hmm. for a shorter investment it's, it's pretty hard to house people in holding tanks you know at at the police station that's very expensive to do mm-hmm. um if we can be more proactive and it what it is it's about selling that to council to the other levels of government and saying look these work mm-hmm. so let's you know, you're talking to a broke provincial government right now, so it yeah. <laughs> falls on deaf ears sometimes. But as a city, I think it is it is important that we do step up to these social challenges. Even though it may not be our jurisdiction, there are people
1: yeah,
3: for in sure. the city, right? Mm-hmm. So it is, I think you're absolutely right. I think it is time that we do pull more of that mm-hmm. and get it together. One thing that I, I found interesting, just going back to when I talked to Stan in Saskatoon, was um, social um, enterprises. Mm-hmm. And so you have... Um, what is it? Is it uh, Hood Boys in Los Angeles? Um, I th-
0: what's the, the program? Um, Spurgeon kind of talks. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Spurgeon knows Spurgeon, more, a little bit more talk, about it, and I think yeah. it's Homeboy Industries. Homeboy Industries. Yeah.
3: So yeah. what they've kind of done is they've created a business model yes. so they can become self-funded. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they still do require federal funding, but it's more of like a kickstart, and you can get this sort of program going where you take, say, ex-gang members and you say, look, you need a job. Yeah. So exactly. What do you want to do? Yeah. So you, you work at these things like entrepreneurial incubators, mm-hmm. um, and you basically create this this program. Um, I think that Mamoyatitan Center would be incredible asset for us to utilize an indigenous entrepreneurial program mm-hmm. for young people that want to start up a business or start up a company of whatever whatever they they want to do. Yeah. Um, and just really help them do that.
0: Yeah. I've. I've. I've heard a you know I know a little bit about what uh homeboy industry does, and they they've got a lot of you know they have their hands in a lot of different little industries, but a lot of people are you know learning skills building skills and especially those who are leaving you know that gang lifestyle who are like you know what do I do after this when that's all that they know like the, it's 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 awesome so yeah no, i know i but really it does start
3: with with municipal or federal exactly. or, or provincial funding it, it yeah. to kick start it right mm-hmm. um so yeah, no, I think th- those are things that we need to look at and try and bring here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have the recruitment base that Los Angeles does for gang members, but mm-hmm. you know, we still do. So,
0: for sure, definitely, yeah, yeah. I agree with that.
1: <laughs> you look skeptical. Sure, no, that's uh- okay.
2: I'm, I'm always the pessimist. Just ask Shauna. I, I weigh in <laughs> with my negative Nancy thing occasionally. Um, but I, uh, <clears throat> I like uh, what if it is hood boys that it's called. Um, the idea of that and the entrepreneurship for Aboriginals. I still feel like that question was somewhat skirted to the fact that we're we're still giving to these huge things that we don't overly need in Regina and ignoring this 10-year-plus problem um, that we've had to a degree of like, okay, gang uh, intervention strategy looks great for our city, but how can you guys personally create something that's going to fund it while you're creating everything else that you're going to need to create to help these people leave Mm -hmm. gangs? And so so I still feel that the question was kind of skirted over to... Well, maybe you guys could do some more, <laughs> um, instead of actually pulling from the things that don't need the funding that we're throwing at in Regina um, and actually help people. Um. Mm-hmm.
3: No and I, and that's totally fair. I mean, I've been on the job for 3 months. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it's
2: not on, all on your shoulders. <laughs> no, no, I've been on the job for 3 months,
3: up. right? So I'm 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 looking at things where I, I again, I do see these decisions that were made in the past and I do see kind of the the way that the city is directed now it's going and again, my father was a counselor too. Mm-hmm. But I think I I bring a different a different view to the table too and I look at a lot of a lot of the social side and the challenges that we do have and looking at more holistic ways of of of, of dealing with it you know people say okay we'll increase the police budget mm-hmm. what you know that's that's reactionary
1: yeah for sure. right so the police budget doesn't seem to have any trouble
3: <laughs> <laughs> no I mean and and you know how, how can it right I mean it's yeah. every city it's around 20 percent we're below that which is good mm-hmm. um, but yeah so but to answer your question really I think it, it is a tough question and I think that it, it it does speak to past decisions that have been made and I hope to try and bring that to council and say, you know, when I, when I sat down at the retreat and said, look, this is what North Central wants. It's not out there. This is very tangible and we can do this.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
3: and, and we're starting to see it in, in North Central. I think you're starting to see organizations like yours that's popping up. And again, it's out of the goodness of your heart. You're not getting paid <laughs> to do it, right? And, and as it is, you are fighting for funding. So I think Sean and I have spoken before <laughs> about, about <laughs> trying to work that out. And trying to get more funding to... Uh, because instead of you trying to track down funding all the time, what we need to do is have you doing what you're good at and not worry about how you're going to fund your programs.
0: Exactly. Right? Yeah. And and we
3: see that challenge all the time mm-hmm. in, in organizations like yours is where your time isn't spent doing what you're good at. It's spent trying to find money. Mm-hmm, right? Mm, so sure. creating these more um, sustainable mm-hmm. uh, financing structures is what again that's something I campaigned on so yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm still learning how I can implement those things and you know what avenues and committees I have to go through in order to bring that to the table but
0: yeah and I, I guess with White Pony Lodge and where we're at with funding and whatnot like we've we've had we had we had some discussions with with the city and um, I think some of the funding that we were looking at we didn't even fall within the criteria we were um, considered an old uh, an old program so they wanted a new program like a brand new program and I'm like um, we've only been around March, <laughs> since, March, uh, March, March. and, well, and You're I
3: adapting, am. too. Your program is changing, and you're, you're increasing yeah. what you do. every. It seems like every week I follow you on Facebook.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it seems like
3: every week all of a sudden you're adding a new avenue that you, know, you guys are tackling.
2: Yeah. I was actually going to throw in there, instead of a retreat, if you came and walked on a Friday or Saturday night, you would see why I'm the realist coming <laughs> in on this conversation. No, <laughs> you yeah. would see the things we see with the, the kids pointing out where the needles are for us. to. Pick I did do a the, walk the with things.
3: White Pony. Yeah, oh, okay. I did, yeah, yeah. and I want to do more. It's I'm I'm trying to get that okay. as well. You know, I'm trying to get out as much as I can. I'm on a police ride along. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one side that you see, but that's not. The other side that you see, right, for sure. is walking the street and 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 actually seeing and interacting with people directly. I think that's very important. So that's something that I'm going to try and do. Yeah. I want to come with you guys every couple months. My
2: yeah, apologies, I, I met that's Joe okay. Daniels. I did not meet you that. That's night. okay. No. That's
3: okay. I was on there. I was on Saturday. Joe was there. Friday. Thanks for
2: volunteering with us. That's right. Okay.
3: No, and I actually had a great time. It was cold, but I had a great time. And you know, I, I just you get to say hi to everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's it's just building that sense of community. That's that's mm-hmm. so important. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you go to the suburbs and everybody they drive into their garage Mm-hmm. And then they disappear. Nobody says hi. Nobody is yeah, you know. Exactly. Walking. That's what's funny is
2: there is already more of a sense of community in North Central yeah. Um, yeah. than in yeah. like say my neighborhood. What you say about driving into the driveways and that? Yeah, there's... and I
3: don't mean to throw your neighborhood under the bus, but it is <laughs> you know it's one of those things.
2: Even the uh, the article itself, uh, I, I do somewhat agree with Faujere in the fact that uh, he he hasn't seen the the smiling faces and the people um, getting together for the the round dances, and there there is good. North Central.
3: A lot um, of positivity. And it's that perseverance, I think, is what's going to carry us mm-hmm. through. I mean, you look at Cathedral in the 1980s and Heritage neighborhood, not a very desirable place to live in the city, mm-hmm. and now they've priced themselves out of the market. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. that's another challenge, too, is that we will start to see um, this becoming a more desirable neighborhood. We have to be careful not to price ourselves out. Yeah, you know, you sure. know, gentrification is it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. So... I hate to do this, That's okay. But we have to move
1: on with the agenda. Okay. Yeah. We got um, it. Thanks a lot for coming in, uh, Councillor Murray. I hope we can do this again. Um, these I found this are, yeah. Re- I found this really, really informative. Uh, and these informative. are good
3: questions, and yeah. like, I, this is what I want to hear. I want to hear these questions, and cause it challenges yeah. me, and it helps me bring these challenges to council. Mm-hmm. Right? For sure. Yeah. Well,
0: just so you know that you are doing a great job from what I see over the past three months, so keep up the great work and we look forward to seeing you out on patrol in the in the near future.
3: I think so. you guys are doing a great job too and I really appreciate it. I promote anything I can for White Pony, so.
0: Oh, awesome. And yeah. I've seen it a few times, so thank you for the shares. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs>
3: for sure. So we have to move on
1: to the Innovative Revenue Tools portion of the evening, which is where we look at innovative ways for the city to, well, you know what, I'm just going to go to commercial. <laughs>
2: This is Dan Shire with Queen City Pride, and you're listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau.
1: And we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools. Um, Councillor Murray apparently is taking off now. I am taking off. Okay, good luck getting past the leopard.
2: Thanks for the chats. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Uh, Nope, we'll have more chats via email or here, maybe.
1: Yeah, you could... You're, you're always welcome in the sub-basement.
3: <laughs> is that, I think there's a Larry Schneider glockenspiel over in the corner. <laughs> oh, is that what that That's is? Where it yeah, it was on the council agenda, but here it is.
1: Oh, man, I've been using that for my laundry.
3: <laughs> I won't tell
1: Larry. Okay, thanks. Because <laughs> I don't want to lose that.
2: Nice to meet you. Take care. See you.
0: Bye,
1: Joel. Awesome. Okay, well, uh, that was great. Thanks.
0: Yeah, you're welcome.
1: Yeah. Um... So I'm want to do. i just going to do the Innovative Revenue Tool that I was going to do before the pre-recorded Innovative Revenue Tools. Innovative Revenue Tools is the point in the meeting where we talk about innovative tools for the city to generate revenue. Oh. And um, <clears throat> one of the things that's going on right now, and it's part of the reason why I want to talk about this, is there is a gun amnesty going on in the Queen City. It started yesterday, February 1st, and it goes through until February 15th. The Regina Police Service is accepting any and all firearms you want to turn in. No questions or few questions are going to be asked. And uh, in return, you can get a one-month leisure pass or a bus pass for turning in a gun. But some gun shop owners are none too happy because the Regina Police Service is going to be destroying all the guns they bring in. And uh, Daryl Schemenauer? Of TNT Gunworks uh, said in an article in the Leader Post uh, that instead of doing that, those guns could be resold. So he his shop could take them in and resell them to people. Um, so that uh, and as a result, him and some other gun shop owners are also going to be accepting firearm strings during this, uh, during this uh, amnesty. Um, Sheminara said, "We'll pay you for them. We'll trade whatever you want to do. I hate to see a gun get cut up." Mm. Now. The tragedy that's in the offing offing here is that the RPS is going to be thoughtlessly murdering our guns, and for what? The merest chance that they might be used to murder us. And we have gun rights in this country, and it seems that those rights also extend to the guns themselves. So what we're thinking is that maybe the QCIB could find a compromise position, that maybe we can protect the guns from a fate worse than a fate of causing someone else's death and maybe find an innovative way to reuse them. And since the costs of gun crime are largely they fall on the wider community, that maybe we can make a little bit of money off the guns for the city itself. So that's why we at the QCIB are proposing that we enter into one of the hottest markets in the city right now, vaping. <laughs> 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 the program is called vape away the guns. We're going to turn in, take all these like unwanted guns and turn them into those like cool vape thingies so that you can like vape through a gun. Um, and so we can sell these from City Hall. So, like, you won't be able to use them as guns anymore, but you'll be able to use them as vapes. Vapers, wow. okay. yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And the only catch is, is that you have to make sure you don't confuse your real gun with your vape gun.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: But be- this way, we'll, we'll we might earn a little bit of money off of our guns. <laughs> so that's vaping away the guns. That's our innovative revenue tool for this week. <laughs> That um, is very Smoking animated. Guns. Thank you. Smoking yeah. Guns. That's an go. even better name. Yeah. Damn it. I should have consulted <laughs> with you beforehand.
0: That you could call so it Smoking Guns. I'm there writing that
1: down. That is going in the report. <laughs> Damn. Okay, you, um, Aiden's fired. Aiden, if you're listening. <laughs> Shauna now has your job.
0: <laughs> How much does it pay? Oh, it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, It okay.
1: doesn't. Well, we're on the payroll but we don't get paychecks there seems to be oh, a disconnect okay. there All somewhere right.
0: i think i'll just keep looking around then Aiden, um, you're reinstated okay
1: <laughs> job safe Aiden. <laughs> um we were talking about the gun amnesty earlier sherry you seem to have you had some issues with it
2: uh yeah before the show we, it was something that i i brought up there um to the counselor. Uh, just, I, when I first read it, I just thought, this is kind of ridiculous. Like, what is even the point of this? Because my first thought was, what the guns we want off the streets are the guns that are being used in crimes, the guns that are being used to hurt people, obviously. And what criminal in their right mind is going to go, I'm going to go trade my illegal firearm in so I can get a free bus pass for the month. It seems almost as ridiculous as your vaping, smoking guns idea is. Ridiculous? <laughs> So <laughs> I uh, there is a positive girl somewhere in here. Um, <laughs> I left her at Tim Hortons. Um, she uh, she exists though. She's still here. But on this note, I I just uh, I questioned the counselor. He did give me a little bit more insight into like kind of who they're uh, trying to target with this. That there is um, I guess um, more the the guns that are sitting in the. Um, wife's closet and the husband has passed away and she doesn't even know that she's supposed to be locking them up and then burglars are going to come and take those and possibly um do harm with those so i do see there being like a small bit of positive to it that if we're going to get some of those off the street but we're getting guns off the street that are sitting in someone's closet right now that have the potential to cause us harm in the future it just it seems almost a waste of resources to me but counselor's now not here to, uh, <laughs> to to tell me that uh that's not the case and that there is more to it than that so uh that was the little bit he gave me on that it's kind of that was their idea is the ones that are just laying around they're not being left laying around to then get stolen and then get used in a crime which um i'm sure there is some guns um that they are going to get off the street with it and some guns to me is better than any Mm-hmm. Or better than none, mm-hmm. I should say. So,
0: I think one of the you know, it's to me, it has to be a little bit more than just removing the guns off the street. Like, there needs to be, like, you know, they, there needs to be more fines. There needs to be people held accountable if you're not locking up your guns, you know, that there is some sort of, you know, um, you know, fine or, you know, um, you know, um, some legal repercussions of some sort, right? Um, because a lot of the times you know we can say we can blame or you know maybe the old the the old lady who didn't lock up the guns you know she her her husband passed away, and she didn't know well those guns become your responsibility right, and so if you're going to be a gun owner, then you mu you need to you know follow the the rules and the regulations around being uh you know, accountable and responsible as an owner to t- to them. So for me, it's like, you know, I think what we really need to do is start looking at, you know, how are we um, dealing with not just the people who are you know um taking taking the weapons or stealing like these guns but not but um those who are who aren't locking them up properly right um and i know that there is some i i don't know all like the legislation and, and laws around it but i think that there needs to be a little bit more um um you know uh there needs to be a little bit more you know toughness or around that as well too so
1: um i'm uh One of the things that we hear about is just how much gun crime there is in the city and how much gun crime there Mm -hmm. is, and it's increasing in North Central. Um, My life is pretty sheltered. I live here in the basement. And (laughs) as a result, I don't really see that. And I did go out on a patrol once with you guys at White Pony. Um, Like, how how much of a gun epidemic do we have in North Central? Is this, like, you guys have obviously, like, spent a lot more time Mm -hmm. patrolling the streets there. Like, what have you seen? Like, is it... Is it quite as dire a situation as the media seems to make it out to be?
0: Um I think so. I, I, yeah. I really do. Yeah, I, I, I really do think that there is a lot of guns that are down or make their way down into North Central. Um, You know, one of the most recent, I, I think, you know, was um, a young man, and he was, you know, kind of around the neighborhood pointing, you know, his weapon at different people, and it was a loaded weapon, right? And, um... It's stuff like that, like where you know there are firearms that are you know out on the streets it 's just we don 't hear of them as often as much, or you know we're only hearing of these like these they these numbers, but what else is still there that we are not hearing of I guess you know, right. and for me that's more concerning is the 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 number of guns that were not that are not being accounted for right now
2: so. to me those are those are illegal firearms that are being sold between gang members and actual um criminals more so than the guns that are laying in the back of the 80 year old woman's closet that we think might get stolen one day and might cause harm i think it's a very very small number um, in comparison to the illegal firearms that are being sold freely on the streets um, so really to me that's an issue of why are we tackling it from this angle when we're gonna hit maybe one out of every hundred by getting these ones, like to me we're making a they're making a small difference by coming out with this program, but to me it could have been a different program entirely to target where most of the the gun violence is coming from, which is from the selling of illegal firearms right within north Central mm-hmm. um, but we're looking to the to get old, elderly people to bring in guns that might get stolen. Yeah. It just, the whole thing kind of makes me think of smoking guns. It doesn't make a whole lot of yeah. sense to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. See, now you're making it sound like this whole smoking guns vape shop idea. The problem is going to be the supply of guns to make vapors out of is just not going to be there. Your, your pessimism is rubbing off on me, Sherry. It's realism, not pessimism. The the Queen City Improvement Bureau is about optimism and innovation, and here you are just like raining on all my parades.
0: she 's good at that, but she comes back from that really easy, so she's oh,
2: <laughs> an educated place and a good place when i 'm being a realist. I, okay. I caught myself even in this uh, interview saying pessimist and negative nancy it 's not pessimism or negative nancy it 's being a realist and to me uh, our resources could be used towards a different program entirely that makes absolutely more sense to reduce the crime within our city than a yeah. uh, gun amnesty of please elderly people bring in your guns so they don't get stolen. Um, I respect RPS. They have worked with us awesome from the start of White Pony. I have mm-hmm. I have nothing bad to say. I have all good things to say about uh, Regina Police Service and, and how they've backed our, our organization and um, leave their own families at night to go out and, and work within our city. Um, usually when I see these kind of programs those aren't made by the actual uh, police officers. Um, these are made by a higher ups that are sitting kind of on the outskirts looking in thinking this is what i can do to help this situation when they haven't delved in to see what the actual problems are mm-hmm. um, and to me uh, i touched on it earlier uh, machetes are almost a bigger problem, I find, in North Central mm. right now than guns themselves are. And a lot of what you read in the news, a lot of it isn't being reported for that fear of that article that we referenced from the very beginning, that we talk about those things too much, and we we might just be dubbed that third highest dangerous city in Canada again. It's almost this, what Shauna said about, like, yes, this, this gun v- violence is very there and very imminent, is a raw, real thing to say, and I appreciate Shauna for that because she... Um, she's not going to skirt around the issue like many politicians or many uh, higher-ups kind of within our city will do because we do have a real huge violence and gun problem right now, but it's not just a gun problem um, and not everything is reported because we have this fear that we're going to be dubbed that bad, horrible place to live again instead of actually looking at what really is going on, which is a high, high amount of violence. And getting to the root of how we can actually fix that and change mm-hmm. that. And one yeah. thing I touched earlier is the accessibility of machetes within our city. There's um, a, a store where you can walk right in and just show that you are, you are over 18 through your ID. And you can buy a machete in this city. And that, to me, is wrong. That's something um, counselors, our MLAs, our city officials, our police officers need to look at and go like not all machetes are used for decorative pur- purposes. A very, very yeah. small portion
1: of them and are. and Even less of them are used for cutting through jungle.
2: <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: I should actually point out while you're laughing that uh, this is uh, 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio. This is the Queen City Improvement Bureau, and we're speaking with uh, Sherry McKay and Shauna Utu from White Pony Lodge tonight.
0: Yes yeah yeah and the conversation's going well and you know what like w- we always love coming out on on, on the show and yeah. in a way to kind of speak of to some of the real issues that are going down in north central so
1: yeah mm-hmm. um uh, so i went on that one uh, uh patrol with you guys uh and it was one of those nights where there's just like me and like three other people <laughs> and you so yeah. it was a really really quiet night and it was also i think it was like the r- first really friggin cold night yeah. of the winter it mm-hmm. was brutal yeah and um uh I've noticed from the Facebook page mm-hmm. that even on some of the colder nights, you guys have been getting really good crowds out to help yeah. out. What's going on? Like, we- I'm a total fair weather marcher. <laughs> You're not getting me out until <laughs> until June again.
0: Yeah. You know what? I think what it is is, like, people are seeing, first of all, um, you know, like, they just want to be a part of that change, and and now that it's kind of warming up, we've been in the community for a year. We've been, you know, walking around and just making those, building those relationships, and 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 building that rapport within the community. I think it's like, you know, they just want to be a part of that change, and they they see what we're we're doing down in North Central, and you know, it's encouraging others to come out and and participate, and that's really what it's that what it's about, and um. You know, they want to be a part of that. And I think that's really what it is. And they find, um, like, even for my own self, like, you know, people are reconnecting back to the community, and there, there it's it is restoring pride in a sense as well too, right? Because we have many different people from many different backgrounds who come and join
1: us. Um, it's the soup. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, it's
0: Jan, Yeah, you, we got, you got soup, soup now. Oh yeah. maybe I will
1: come because it's, it's, the, the vending machines down here are terrible.
2: Yeah, Jan will hook you up with a good bowl of soup. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh right yeah. On. Yeah. Jan, are NCCA member. Yeah. And and White Pony Lodge board member. She has been making phenomenal soup. That's why I had to say in the background it's (laughs) all just the soup. Yeah. (laughs) 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 <laughs> uh, I almost took someone out for a second bowl last week.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so true. But, um, yeah, so, um, I think that's really what it's about though is like people, you know, want to come out and help and they feel encouraged. They are inspired, you know, by, by some of the work that we're doing. Um, even with the house that's over on Fourteen fifty is is that at fourteen fifty four, Angus Street? Like, there's some movement with that, so hopefully we'll one on the corner of and across from McDonald's. Right, this Doodney. was the drug
1: house that was in the news. Yeah, you guys, yeah, yeah.
0: So what I'm told is that um there is like it is planned to be demolished. It's just it has to go through different levels of the process, and so I'm I'm constantly checking for updates on that, and you know, um, I think that's going to be a huge huge. um, Huge for not just white pony Lodge, but for north, north central as a whole um because it's in, it's sending a message to those landlords like, hey, we want um a, a better community and we want you to be more you know responsible over the your properties and and and
1: stuff so do you guys you guys walk the streets you uh, you you feel like you're very con- connected to the community there mm-hmm. um, This came up in the first half. The issue of, like, the derelict housing and the bad landlords. And, uh, and a lot of bad landlords not having a lot of accountability in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something certainly I noticed when I was out with you guys, just how there's a lot of these, like, small detached homes mm-hmm. um, that are in really bad shape. They're, like, the little, like, A-frame victory homes from, like, you know, the turn of the century. Well, last century. Mm-hmm. Like, or sort of, like, mid-century, like the 1950s through the 70s. Do you guys have any ideas what to do about that? Like, how can the city approach this problem with the bad landlords and the derelict houses?
0: Um, I know that they, you know, I I know that they have, and and they have been speaking about, um, um, I, I, I don't know what kind of prod, it's a new initiative or, you know, an older one. I, I, I forget. Um, I can I'm not really quite clear on all of the details with it, but I know that, um, you know, that there, there is going to be a better system of reporting these houses and the city getting out to these houses to kind of address some of these, these problems and, and these issues and whatnot. So that to me kind of says, um, you know, it's a step in the right direction. But again, you know, it's, it we need to see kind of movement on this stuff especially down in north Central because a lot of these houses that are left abandoned eventually go up in flames like yeah. when they're left yeah. long enough that's usually what happens so you know they become more of a safety concern so we want to try and address those and 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 hopefully we'll get to more houses you know um this year and you know those will be documented and you know we can get more of these houses you know uh, um, addressed and whatnot so
2: that particular one on on Doodney, um when we first went there we found over a 100- hundred Uh, used needles and so for people that are listening that aren't residents of North Central are wondering well what's the big deal with a rundown house well those rundown houses are often used um, by uh, people that are addicted to drugs or people that have nowhere to go and then that makes it unsafe for the apartment that has kids living in it right next door Um, and so I think what we're we've been doing um, as a group is just uh writing them down, uh, passing on the information um sharing that information with the city uh, yeah. we're writing down power outages because it's not just houses like you walk down some streets in there like so we've got uh gang activity and then we've got crime, and then we've got a whole street that has all the street lights out on it Jeez, like yeah. to me it's it's not just uh, us as volunteers are our volunteer group that walks. It needs to step it up. It's the the city that needs to take, take two-year workers and have a drive through there at 6 p.m. and write down yourselves so what lights are out. And so we aren't like what he said about our focus being on that one thing of of funding earlier. It's like, well, now it's on we have to worry about the streetlights when that's not our job. We're out there to help and to build community and Mm -hmm. to talk to people. We will do it because it's obviously a dangerous issue that needs to be addressed. Um, But I I really feel that the city needs to step it up with the the potholes and the lights out and the the other things that are making the community dangerous as well. Mm -hmm. But those houses, um, we're just passing that information on and with partners like um, uh, the people that have been giving us coverage that just being here and being in the newspaper it brings noise to like okay this is a problem, this is something many people have thought many times and just kind of bringing voice to that but it's not just White Pony it's it's North Central community members and it's the leader post and, and these radio stations that are helping us bring a voice to that. Um, so we're saying the same thing that many community members have said for years, but we're just bringing it more to light. Um, and hopefully sending a message with this one house when it gets demolished that, holy, I better go fix my house up and at least board those windows in the front so people can't get in Mm -hmm. or my house is going to be chopped next week. That it, it sends a clear message that, and not just these abandoned houses, but to those homes that are derelict where the front porch is falling off and you've got, a 67-year-old lady that lives there that's trying to get out to her vehicle every day. It's sending a message to landlords that they can't keep um, just leaving their houses or neglecting their tenants. Because um, mm-hmm. I still see on I Will Help Regina too, that I've, I've got bugs and I don't know in my apartment building and I'm being told it's up to me to pay the $1,000. So you're taking a low-income person when you own a couple buildings within the city and you're telling them it's their responsibility, there's, there's a major step up that needs to happen with landlords, um, with the city itself and with these houses this mm-hmm. to make... It's not just the people causing unsafe issues in North Central themselves, it's these these bigger issues that are, are creating a whole compiled mess of unsafe
1: issues. Mm-hmm. Well, We're going to have to wind things down here soon. Um, but before we go, because uh, I feel like this is just... This whole conversation that we've had is just like prelude to like an even better conversation than another one. <laughs> um, so you guys are... Please come back anytime. But are, do you guys have anything coming up soon or... Um, I understand that you guys are doing, like, training programs now for uh, volunteers.
0: Yeah, actually, you know what? Um, We, uh, let's just see here. So every Friday, we're hosting a patrol leadership training from 6 to 9 p.m. Over this next month, sorry about this. Just kind of have to find the... Yeah, it, add to it,
2: it's not just patrol leadership training. Either this is open to the public to yeah. get any education pieces from it that you want to take as well.
0: For sure, yeah, it's all open and free to the public. Um, I think that there's just a few sessions that are super low cost. Um, we have a first aid and uh, first aid and CPR training session coming up, um, March seventeenth, eighteenth. Um, that's super low cost, like eleven bucks. Um, so we have spaces available for that. But for the month month of February, we have um, February third. Yeah. Basic procedures, um, you know, kind of what to expect. General rules and guidelines. Going over that on on the third, we have naloxone. Naloxone. Naloxin. Naloxin training um, and harm reduction and safe removal or safe needle removal and, and pickup.
1: That's the drug that you administer to somebody who's having an overdose. Yes, right. yeah. and show.
0: that's on February tenth. So we're actually having um, Matthew Mans from the medicine shop come out and, and provide that training for us, and we're all uh, um, also having. Um, regional health region um the street project van come out as well too on february 17th we have newcomer awareness so we're having the open door society come out as well um just because we are you know it's we have we live in a diverse community right so um and then on the 24th we have um sexual exploitation awareness training uh, as well too that will be facilitated by Beatrice um another one of our White
2: Pony Lodge volunteers so
0: we have a lot of different um you know Sounds training great. opportunities coming up so
2: yeah and what uh, you said uh i just wanted to do a shout out to Matt at uh, the Medicine Shop Pharmacy that did uh train our board members and um, gifted yeah. us with a kit so we are prepared now with the the fentanyl issue we're we're facing in the different provinces right now that if someone is overdosing we're fully equipped to help out until EMS arrives and it's no thanks to him and his donation to yeah. White Pony of the Kit and his training. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's really awesome. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, thanks a lot for coming. I really appreciate this and you're welcome here anytime. Um, but I do have to call uh, for an adjournment. Oh, hey. oh, I'll make that motion.
0: Thank you for having us. So. Yeah. Do you want me to second that? Or? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we have quorum so we'll oh, actually okay. be able to leave, well. we'll be able to officially end a meeting for a change. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so, well, that, that motion is passed. <laughs> Do you want to read the outro?
0: Oh, for sure, definitely. Awesome. So, the outro, let's see here. So, you've been listening to the weekly broadcast of Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Community Community Radio, Regional Community Radio. Thanks to Counselor Joel Murray for making the trip into the sub-basement to talk to us, and thank you, as always, to Ryan Hill for your awesome theme music. You can find us on Twitter at... Queen City IB or our website at QueenCityIB.com. Catch up on our past meetings by listening to our podcasts on CJTR.com slash podcast or subscribe to the, subscribe to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on iTunes. And our meetings are rebroadcast on Monday mornings on CJTR at 9am. Coming up next on CJTR's Thursday Night Action Pack, the Nerdcore Cabaret with Maddie V, followed by the Cockpit. Keep on improving, Regina. You nailed it. Boom.